trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Shelby, were you silent or were you (laughs) silenced? Listen, you don't get to comment on things you did not watch, okay? Look, I watched. You do not get to comment on things you did not experience. I saw a clip. Honestly, I didn't even know that was happening until yesterday afternoon. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Countdown for me. It's like my Super Bowl. I was so excited. Interesting. Well, we'll get into the Meghan Markle <laughs> yeah, interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how's it going? Thoughts. Other than that, anything exciting? Um, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, my baby's had her first week at daycare, and then there was a COVID outbreak outside daycare, and so now I don't know. I have a COVID baby, maybe I don't know. Oh she's, my gosh, she's not she's not positive yet. Some I of mean, the babies refused no to wear masks. They said it's my <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, they threw a big old Karen tantrum. And it was a whole thing. And Penny was like, guys, this is so embarrassing. So fingers crossed she's uh, she's clean, but I don't know. Do you feel like the name Karen is like, like how long before someone could actually name their child Karen again? Like, I wonder how many people named Karen ha- uh, like have been born this year. Like, do you think any? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a protest from another Karen or like. Um, like a family you know, name or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't think I've ever met a Karen. Actually, you've never met anyone named Karen. Like none of your mom's friends were named Karen. Not you don't I have an aunt Karen. Oh, now I have to double check to make sure they don't. No, I don't have an aunt Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Some like close. old lady at your church wasn't named Karen. You have to have met. I a Karen. mean, I guess. I guess there wasn't like a manager speaking, when you were working at like Chipotle or something. I never worked at fast food. Are you joking? Uh, yeah, but you worked some places. There had to be somebody named Karen somewhere. I'm just saying I don't remember any, but I also have a very bad memory, so it's not saying much. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'd like to clip the part where you say I don't have a very good memory, and then I'm going to play <laughs> that whenever you give a bad take on something. Well, maybe you just don't remember it properly. Um, okay. We got a... Nice, long, juicy email. People are very into the this like college or this high school trip saga that oh, we were talking yes. about a couple of weeks ago. And then we got the we got the response about the cross country team on in the New York unguarded. Uh, <laughs> yes. And now we got another just truly wild uh, story okay. here. This is from oh shoot, where did I put her name? I think it's from Georgia, and she says. Shelby and Matt, firstly, thanks again for making our now third lockdown more bearable here in London, UK. I'm confused so as how the, they are counting these lockdowns. You know what I mean? Like, I think they do a more legit, like, actual lockdown. Like, we did, like, the first two weeks in okay. March, April. Okay, so Whereas we just have this US, sort of, like, like loosey-goosey, <laughs> never-ending. Like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my friends and I were re- reminiscing about that high school trip to Thailand this past weekend. Oh, my weekend. goodness. <laughs> then I listened to your P- pop culture roundup on Tuesday and LOL that Shelby's adamance about not letting her daughter go on one partially supervised <laughs> one day. So even though it wasn't in New York City, I thought I'd share a memory of ours to really enlighten you on how okay. far teachers and chaperones willful obliviousness extends on these trips. <laughs> In summary, we were a bunch of grade 10s and 11s. Is that like 10th and 11th grade here? Or is that 
different. I oh, don't know. You had the email ahead. You should have done the research. I know. I should have. So around <laughs> 15 and 16-year-olds on our school's annual trip to Thailand from Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, wow. This Wow. People outside the U.S. are going on a fun trip. I'm going to <laughs> Colonial Williamsburg. They're going to friggin' Thailand. <laughs> One night after half the group managed to sneak out of the hotel, see, they walked out of the hotel, got off their faces drunk, came back and almost got away with it before one of the guys was confronted by a chaperone in the lobby and try as he might, wasn't able to stop himself from vomiting all over said chaperone's shoes. Poor dude. Back in our room, we almost successfully hid two of the guilty party in our suitcases <laughs> while the de- while the teachers barged into every suite looking for the rest of the crew. The next day, everyone involved was threatened with being flown straight home early and forced to call their parents themselves to explain what they'd done. The palpable anxiety and shame of a dozen teenagers having to admit to their parents that they might have just wasted a two-week overseas (laughs) trip because, well, they decided to get wasted. (laughs) I'd never seen some of my closest guy friends weeping before, but man, when one of them heard their dad say over the phone, I'm not sad, I'm just beyond disappointed, that was it. Hangovers plus (laughs) tears galore. It was really a defining moment in our adolescence. Anyway, everyone who snuck out that night was sort of grounded for the rest of the trip, i.e. they got their independent (laughs) free time privileges revoked. The rest of us, we learned... What could happen? So we un so when we unknowingly went to say a ping pong show, an experience my sixteen year old self was not prepared for, and a memory I sort of wish I could bleach. I should have looked up what a ping pong show is. Is it just like uh, playing I ping pong? It's like a competition or something. Why would you have your memory bleached of a competition of people playing ping pong? Um. Anyways, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Or yep, went to a club while teachers. And Co. thought we were out to dinner. We just did it smarter. Cocktails only taste nice when you're underage at a Thailand beach party, <laughs> pretending said cocktails are virgin when a chaperone approaches you. We'd never <laughs> felt cooler. Honestly, looking back, it's bonkers that we what we got away with. We could have just enjoyed the beaches and culture and food, but alas, give a teenager inch and you know. <laughs> All that to say, Shelby, it was a pivotal trip in terms of our teenagehoods and exploring our newfound scraps of independence really added to my moral fiber. And I would <laughs> likely never, ever let my child go on it. <laughs> Yeah, all this is making me believe is that the Lucy McGuire movie was actually very factually uh, accurate as far as possibilities go, you know? Yeah, but Lizzie really wasn't getting wasted and throwing up on people. No, but she was she just was becoming an international pop, pop star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flirting with Paolo. Mm hmm. What's, um, what's fake Lizzie McGuire's name in that movie? The one with um, the accent with the dark hair? Dark haired Lizzie? Yeah, it's Isabella. Isabella. There we <laughs> Isabella. go. Isabella. Perfect. Ah. <laughs> well, okay. I love um, these travel stories. So please yeah. continue to tell us about your strange high school yeah. trips. I can't, I'm just shocked that they went to Thailand. Oh, I know. I feel like there was like a senior trip that went to Paris or something at my school, but it was like so out of the realm of possibility for me. Like the closest I got to a school like <laughs> vacation is we went down to um, Cedar City in Utah, which is like a four hour drive from Bountiful. And we watched Shakespeare plays at the Shakespeare Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this explains so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, okay, tell me something I don't know. I have to educate you on Meghan Markle's bombshell interview with Oprah. Um, this had been teased for a while, I mean, a few weeks, and to the point where the British press was already like on the defense being like, oh, here's a here's a story about Megan being a bully. And like, are you really going to do this? Well, um, his grandfather's dying and like in the hospital and sick. It's just so distasteful. Anyways, interest was peaked. I've always been sort of like a like I, I didn't like watch the Kate and William wedding, but I like knew it was happening. So that's like my level of interest in the royal family. Because do you Until- even watch The Crown? No, I never watched The Crown. <laughs> okay, so... I did watch The Queen starring... Was it Helen Mirren who did that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was so, such a long, dull movie, but I watched that. So, again, adjacent interest, but then the Meghan Markle thing happened, and I was like, oh, I watch Suits. Like, this is a fairy tale story. Like, American girl falls in love with a prince, lives happily ever after. So I've kept my eye on that story, and of course, over the last few years, it's just been just an absolute mess i don't know if you followed it or paid attention to anything but headlines but she's had a rough time with the uk press let's just say that yeah well i mean the the uk tabloids are just vicious to people i mean with princess diana and then also with this and it is i mean from my experience watching the crown i do (laughs) feel like it's very strange these like weird set of rules that go along with the monarchy that are yes. unbendable for various reasons. And it they just like don't really make sense. And it ends up causing so much drama and trouble for <laughs> everyone involved. And it's, it's shocking that on like the 16th member of the family who has had a disastrous meltdown because of these strange rules that they aren't like changing some things. <laughs> This is racism, man. Hell of a drug. Well, um, I mean, but like Princess Diana, like that wasn't racist, you know. No, yeah, yeah. And and sometimes it's against people in their own family. Yeah. No, I mean, for like um let's just water it down for anyone who maybe yes. is listening mm-hmm. and that doesn't know. Um, Meghan Markle married Prince Harry immediately. There was a lot of tabloid fodder around her their relationship and it was all reeking of racism double standards between the coverage of princess kate and then duchess megan and it was just like a constant barrage of attacks on her like she was holding her belly like her baby belly too closely or she ate avocado toast once and it was like bad for human rights because it's linked to whatever just like outlandish claims and then it and it started targeting her family her father kind of went down the tabloid rabbit hole and started like sharing details and eventually it led to prince harry announcing that they were stepping back from royal family duties but hope to stay in (laughs) stay in with the family's good graces then that was like spiraling out and they were like whoa we've been blindsided this is so inappropriate how could you do this to us anyways by the end of by march 2020 they were living in la tyler perry i guess gave them his house to stay at while they found their footing in the city and um from then on, the stories have really just been like, oh, Meghan Markle seduced Harry, ruined his relationship with his family, broke up the monarchy and dragged him to L.A. to become a Netflix star as she signs this multimillion deal to produce things. And that's just been the constant news. And so when it was announced that she was going to do this tell-all interview with Oprah, curiosity was piqued. Okay, so... <laughs> it but Harry's also in the interview. Yes, yeah. So... It, um, the first part was just Megan and then Harry came in for the second hour. And so 
Oprah had this sit-down interview. They had teased it a few times. It seemed like I was really expecting like a demure sort of like, oh, like no details, but it was really hard. And like, here's like, it's nice to be out here doing X, Y, Z now. Like, let's focus on the future type thing. No, no, no. She did not hold back. She was very well-spoken and graceful as she always is. And I really enjoy listening to her talk anytime she does. And the whole two hours was just like a wild uh, series of bombshells where it started off I mean, just like, I guess the two biggest takeaways was one, that um, her son, Archie, who was born while they, was, while they were still in the UK, still technically like under this royal family um, umbrella, wasn't going to be given a title, which it, at that level of, I don't know, like generational difference from the queen, it has to be bestowed by the queen. You don't just get born into it. And it kind of went against precedence that he wouldn't. And it was like, oh, by the way, if he's not titled, then he won't have security. And Meghan Markle was like, oh, well, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a racist like (laughs) group of people after me and um, I don't feel safe without security. And it turns out that there had been a discussion within uh, the royal family, which they wouldn't name names on this, but basically that someone was worried about how black this child would come out looking and like what that would mean for the royal family. And like, they didn't think it was like, you know, it was a risky business bringing a a black woman into the, into the uh, royal family as it were. And so that was just like disturbing and sad. And of course we had heard of the racism in the press, but the fact that of course there was racism in the family is also very sad. And the fact that they wouldn't say who it was then, of oh, course, yeah. <laughs> just leads to so much speculation. Yes. Because, well, I think then eventually it came out that it wasn't the queen or Prince Philip. It's not, yeah. But it's, it's not like grandparents. But people are like, was it Charles? Was it Camilla? Was it? Oh, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like. I feel like it's William, honestly. I feel like he would say it in some passing, sort of like, oh, are you sure? This- <laughs> I I honestly feel like it's more likely that it... I mean, the royal family has like 60, 70 members. Like, it's very big. I feel like it's more likely that it was a comment by somebody else. But it's like, when aren't naming names, then immediately the press and everyone is like, (laughs) is it William? Is it Charles? When, in fact, it very well could be, you know, like, great aunt Helen or whatever. But Harry made a point of saying, this would damage this person I care too much about. So it implied it was a close member don't you I think mean, <laughs> i i don't i mean like i'm sure that he is close with lots i mean it de- varying degrees of closeness but i don't think i mean i watched that clip and i feel yeah. like it's like he he doesn't want to name names because right. you know it'll ruin it for whoever that person is even if it is someone who's lower down the pecking order i don't yeah. know <laughs> It's just strange. Very unfortunate. And then the things got so bad for Megan, like a year in that in this interview, she admitted for the first time publicly that at the time she was suicidal. And it was a really sad, I mean, just vulnerable, honest part of the interview where she was like, like, you have to put that into words or you'll risk like hurting yourself. Um, more than if someone knows you're thinking of hurting yourself and so she describes telling Harry and being like I need help and them trying to go through the 
the firm, as they call it, which I'm like very curious about the inner workings of this. Monarchy. That's why you got to watch The Crown, <laughs> Shelby. Well, anyway, she goes to the firm and she's like, I am suicidal. I need help. And they said, no, that won't look good if you went somewhere or if you had a doctor. Like, it just wouldn't look good. We don't do that. Everyone's been through this. Like, you just have to deal with it. Like, stiff upper lip yeah, type thing. That's very The Crown. Yeah. Which is... I mean, it's disturbing, right? And it's also disturbing because Prince William and um, Duchess Kate have a suicide, like, that's part of their anti, I don't know, bullying campaign or something where they have this whole industry built about um, protecting kids from suicide and, like, and the fact that she had to beg for help. And then she's like, yeah. And so I went to HR because, you know, at my last job, I had a union. And they were told, she was told that you're not a paid, you're not a paid, like, employee of the firm. So we can't help you again. And so she's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm begging for help. No one's giving me support. No one's standing up for me in the press. No one's, like, helping take this burden away. What are we supposed to do? And so Harry then explained why they decided to step back and move to Canada and hopefully keep things calm. It was all like, it was very sad. And it's like admirable that she was willing to open up about that. And also that they still were so kind about like the queen, at least. They were like, yeah, the queen was always so nice. The queen was not ever the problem. The queen, the queen, the queen, which I'm like, well, She's kind of like the head of the whole thing, isn't she? <laughs> well, uh, Shelby, you got to watch The Crown before you start like <laughs> spouting these stories. Because the thing with the queen <sighs> is that she's sort of a... One, she's very like rule follow-y. And two, she is just like the latest in a long line of things. So, so much of it is like not even her decisions. There's so many times, at least in The Crown, which I mean is like based on real events, where she like <laughs> wants to do one thing and they're like, no, that's not how it works within like this long yeah. line of kings and queens. So yeah. I think that she's very insulated from a lot of this stuff. I mean, especially now that she's so old. Like, I don't think that when Megan is asking for like suicide help or counseling that they're like going to the queen and the queen is saying no i think it's like she's asking these people and they're like no of course not and it's like the queen may never even like have found (laughs) out about that you know yeah i have a friend who's actually like obsessed with the royal family to the point where she has a podcast about like british history and current events so i'm sure when she listens to this she'll send me a loaded text with everything we both got wrong but it was a very interesting interview exactly because it kind of gave that like real insight into how things work because you have a fictional show and there's all these like rumors whatever the crown (laughs) is all real shelby there's this idea of like you know this sort of romanticization of royalty and everyone wants to be like princess mia and whatever blah 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 and so this just really stripped it down to be like oh this is a poorly run like (laughs) company that has decades centuries eras of uh racism bigotry tradition like whatever it is that's holding it back from stepping into the 21st century so i feel like the most interesting part of this whole saga i mean yes it's interesting what happened to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry but it's more fascinating to see like okay well where does this go because this is a very yeah. big bombshell that's just dropped on the royal family like are they going to respond are they going yeah. to just sit there uh you know everything that they have is paid for by the people of Great Britain and there has been a lot of big pushes over the past you know 50 60 years 
to get rid of the royal family because they cost so much money and <laughs> they aren't doing that much for the people and you know aside from like these various charities and stuff that they run so it's like mm-hmm. yeah if they're costing millions of dollars every year wouldn't that be better money better spent in other ways so yes you feel like that the royal family really needs to have the public on its side in order for them to continue on, which I think is part of the reason why they are so particular about things. But then now this is obviously very bad press from them. It's also reminiscent of the, of all the Charles and Diana stuff. And I think the fact that the crown just came out and we have rehashed (laughs) all of the Charles and Diana stuff. So recently is also not a good look for them. It's like, where do you go? Can they, sort of like bop out some of the baddies and keep the good stuff. Like, I don't know. Right. It's very interesting. Well, that is what's also interesting is there was sort of a passing comment about how things started to go bad for Megan right after they got married when she went on her um, Australian tour. And suddenly the implication was that people were jealous that she did such a good job that the people loved her so much that they started icing her out and kind of like, pulling back which i guess harry felt reflected the same experience Shelby, that's, Diana a, had. that's a whole plot line of like three different seasons of the crown <laughs> so i'm saying it is weird that the these real people life. need to be liked by people but then when someone is more liked than them their first instinct is to push them out and make their lives a living mm-hmm. hell and it's just yes. like <laughs> read the room queen elizabeth <laughs> Well, but maybe Queen Elizabeth didn't know. I I have it out for, uh, you know, the creepy pedophile prince because there's one of those and it's like, ugh, what's he still doing around here? Yeah. And Harry even said he's not speaking to his father. So I think Charles is also (laughs) continuing to be a disappointment. But yeah. Speaking of the queen, well, let's move on to the queen's (laughs) gambit, which is now being made into a stage musical for Broadway. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Are you excited for a <laughs> musical version of The Queen's Gambit? That is interesting. I'm always curious what inspires someone to to bring something into a different genre entirely. I do not see that being interesting or good or musically inclined in the first place, but I've seen stranger things, I guess. I think it could be fun. One, you have the drug stuff. So I feel like that could be yeah, like drugs. Sort of, well, they're not going to sing drugs, but it's like, you know, like you could do some psychedelic. Yeah, some psychedelic uh, things. Numbers. I feel yeah. like that you could do some cool stuff with the chess or whatever. You know, like I don't know if it, yes. people dressed up as the chess pieces or like big animatronics <laughs> or something, but that feels like there's something. You need to get on TikTok and do. Your Queen's Gambit, like, Queen's Gambit, stage the musical. Setting. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'll be your piece. Um, that sounds cheesy when you say it like that. Like, people dressed as chess pieces. Shelby, everything sounds cheesy it's when you like, say it, but then you get to like, Broadway what and it looks cool. And the Beast? Like, I guess is that's there, what's confusing is there human me. Is like, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of like a, like a, like a comp to Queen's Gambit that's a musical. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are we thinking like, are we thinking like Le Mes, like very serious, very dark, very drama? Or are we thinking like, like, like Anastasia rotten? was a musical. And I feel like that is, it could have like a similar ish vibe. I mean, like that's not super mm. funny. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. classy. Orphan. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's also just like, so Annie, it's, it's like the first chess. part is Annie. <laughs> and then you have the travel stuff. 
that's kind of fun. But it's just chess. I mean, yeah. Chess I, in Morocco. We're playing in chess so in Morocco. It's, <laughs> it's doing, they're going to West End. Is that what you said? I, I, I'm not British? sure that they, I don't think that they have like a venue yet. Right, it's right, just right, being right, adapted right. by somebody but, or another. But in the UK, I mean. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought you said that. I don't know. I said Broadway, <laughs> but up. I don't know if it, where it's going that first. That makes more sense. Um, well, that's exciting. I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit, the musical, the series coming soon. Yes. It's Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo is back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wanted to catch you up on Jason Sudeikis. He won a Critics' Choice Award this weekend for Ted Lasso again. What's he in the he land of the living this time? He was wearing a sweatshirt, but he was not high. Oh, thank and, goodness. And um, he he gave a more, you know, uh, comparable speech where he was talking about, um, comprehensible speech where he was talking about thanking his kids and stuff. And then he said, I also want to thank their mom who had the idea to do this as a TV show. And I didn't really want to, but she said, I should, and she was right. So that's it on the Olivia Wilde tea for the week. I really do feel, I mean, he didn't seem heartbroken about it. And I know I'm just projecting, but I just, I feel bad for them because I just thought they were so cute together. And now that he like owes this great show to his wife's, his ex-wife's, or his ex-fiance's support, it's just kind of like, oh. Well, Another weird sort of news that's circling this is that Harry Styles and Taylor Swift are both performing at the Grammys next weekend. (laughs) What do we think the likelihood that there is going to be some, you know, a rekindled flame there? (laughs) You know, what would be great is if she did a surprise like encore with him to promote her 1989 re-recording. I would be so down for that. Or but, similarly, if she bombed, but nineteen eighty nine isn't Mayer's, the one that's coming out, right? No, I know, but I'm oh. saying it would be a tease for the next one to be released. You know, because I feel like I've decided that I think she's going to release all of them within the calendar year. Oh, that's what I said. I think she's just gonna yeah. bang them all out here. <laughs> so I'm saying this will give good teasing for you. Have Speak Now with John Mayer. You have nineteen eighty nine with Harry Styles. I'm sure. So the whole Grammys is just a production of yeah. her. <laughs> it's just. Okay. Swift's world and we're just living in it oh my gosh <laughs> I, I mean do you think that in if she wins anything that she'll give an angry speech you know calling out some poor writer of a tiny netflix show and get her <laughs> fans to drive no them? but i hope she will make reference to dear john and john mayer's general douchebaggery because this is the other thing is i read um a jessica simpson's memoir <laughs> Okay. Slow week. And she talks a lot about how much of a dick John Mayer is. And I just think his time has come. Like, you know, it's his reckoning. And I think I think Taylor can usher in that era with a well. Yeah, but I like John Mayer's music. You You do? I wouldn't have pegged you for I mean it's just such like a vibe, you know what I mean? Okay. I mean like name two songs. Um free falling. Say what you need to say. <laughs> say what you need to say. No, John Mayer is like it's I'm not a huge John Mayer fan, but I feel like his music is very good to like turn on in the background of something. Okay, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Do you have any other news or should we take it to the uh, love it or hate it? Well, one woman in the window is coming to Netflix in May, but yes, let's just oh, go to dear. love it or hate it. <laughs> Yeah, and I um, put it on our calendar, so get ready to talk about that. 
I have a sort of strange hate it, but I hate it entirely. And I needed to talk to you about it. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, this millennial versus Gen Z debate. I, I like, you know, it's like, LOL, Gen Z says you can't wear skinny jeans anymore or have a side part. And also you're using the crying face emoji wrong. And I was just like, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Did someone come for you? <laughs> no, I have a middle part. So I'm like fitting in with both worlds. Oh, okay, you know perfect. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what has been so cringe, embarrassing, like, uh, dig a hole and just like crawl into it for me is on Instagram reels and TikTok. These millennials, like 30, 40 year old women are writing songs set to like, I'm proud to be an American about (laughs) how they're proud to be a millennial and how they won't listen to what Gen Z has to say. And they're like, I don't give a... It's just like, oh my gosh, your algorithm hasn't pushed these up your feed yet. No. Just Mm-mm. thank all... <laughs> thank whoever you pray to because they are so awful. And it just... It makes me so embarrassed because I'm like, you're just repeating history. Like, teenagers will always think we're lame. Like, it's okay. Like, embrace it and move on, you know? I just don't get this need to use a Gen Z heavy app such as TikTok to pretend you're cool enough by singing a song they probably don't even know <laughs> and rewording it to be like your own version of Weird Al. It's just uncomfortable. Okay. So number one, my TikTok algorithm is almost entirely like Italian mother's cooking <laughs> because I have recently become obsessed with this TikToker. <laughs> Kathy Quad one two three, who's like a New Jersey like housewife who has like a New Jersey accent and just makes like bizarre Italian food dishes. So, anyways, that's what that's what my TikTok is these days. Which is, is she scary. real or is it a fake character? No, she's real. She's real. She's just Are like you sure. I'm fairly positive. And <laughs> okay. and sometimes she'll go to restaurants in New Jersey and be like, "I'm gonna test the pizza or whatever." <laughs> It's pretty entertaining. It, she, I'm happy she, for you. I think she also works at a hair salon. And so sometimes she does videos like of her talking to other people at this hair salon. Like mm-hmm. she was really upset because everyone kept making fun of the way she says mozzarella instead of mozzarella. And so she <laughs> went around to all of these like New Jersey women in this hair salon and was pulling them as to what like how they pronounce different <laughs> cheeses. Anyways, that's, that's, that's a whole side tangent. But my mom sa- has said, you know, since I was younger, and I feel like I must have said this on the podcast at some point, that everybody dresses the way that they dressed in college. Like that's when you get your style. And most people like don't change their style very much from whatever <laughs> they wear in college. And it's like, hmm. if you look at people who are older, that sort of makes sense. Like, uh, it it just like most I people f- find a style so differently <laughs> well like yes we dress better or whatever but it's like i think there's a maybe it's not college these days because we're you know time is sort of like elongated but i feel like <laughs> most people pick sort of like a style right. or fall into it at some point when they're early in like college high school after college and then they just like settle into it and they're like this is what looks good and this is what i'm going to keep wearing it's like Uh all of us in our minds have sort of like oh yeah skinny jeans look good like this looks good that looks good and then and so that's like how we've trained ourselves Mm -hmm. so 
now it's it's hard to like get out of that. I think most people have that. It's like right. there's things that I'm like, oh yeah, well that looks terrible that young people are doing, but it's it's just <laughs> because I don't know, you know, you, you just like condition yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I the mean, like really ugly chunky sneakers that people wear. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. what are these? These are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is, um, my sister in law who's a Gen Z. She texted the family chat and was like, guys, you can't use the crying face emoji if you're laughing anymore. It's the skull, um, the skull emoji. And I was like, I guess I get that. And I would like, I would understand in context if someone sent me the skull emoji that they're like dead from laughing or whatever. But I don't feel a need to because I'm like, well, then I'll just be a tryhard who's like trying to speak this language that I haven't like invested in. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, like that's fine. But I'll probably just keep using the laugh crying emoji. I hate the laugh crying emoji. <laughs> I've hated that for years. Oh my gosh, Matt is so woke, you guys. Turn I'm like, your I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at my mood. most used emojis, and they're like, I mean, I don't know what this says about me, but it's like the, oh, it's yeah, the us. sort of like, like wide eyed blushing emoji, you know, that's like, <laughs> and then also, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I also love the, uh, the like kissy emoji with the heart. That's like, oh, you know, cute. yeah, yeah. Mine is definitely the painted nails and then the like cringe emoji. I use that one a lot. Wait, and which, the, one's the, which one's the cringe emoji? The sort of like... Like the like the stiff, straight smile, like the, you know? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I use that one a lot too. And the, the monkey hiding his face, the, the see no evil monkey. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't use the monkeys. The monkeys and then the cats also. I'm like, ew, why would I use one of these cats? <laughs> Well, the monkey's different because it's not like the cats ones are dumb because they're just like the human faces, but cats. So it's like, guys, don't be cat people. But the monkey is like, you know, it's it's see no evil. So it's a thing. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Do you think most of our listeners are Gen Z or millennials? Oh, gosh, I don't know. (laughs) I've... Do you, I guess the real question is, do you think we'll lose followers from this conversation? <laughs> I feel like I've proven that I'm very cool still. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm younger yeah, than yeah. you. Yeah. And also, like, I live in New York where we're still, like, on trend. I don't have a baby that I'm trying to kill oh, in with uh-huh. COVID daycare. But so. I have a middle part. And sometimes I don't wear skinny jeans. Is there, a, is there an equivalent for, like, guys of the middle part slash skinny jeans? <laughs> I don't know. You'll have or is to it just, TikTok. or are they just coming for like millennial white girls? And that's the thing is I haven't been able to find the original source that made millennials scared. Gen Z were coming for their skinny jeans. Like I, I see millennials reacting to this, to this fear mongering, but I, I actually don't know if Gen Z ever cared enough to say anything about it or if it was just millennial paranoia. I have seen TikToks that are like Gen Z dressing up like millennial and they'll put like skinny jeans and then they'll get those like big, you know, those like boots that sort of go up to like your mid calf that I feel like were popular. And then like just the largest scarf sort of wrapped around them. And I'm like, this is very accurate. And this is a look that That definitely needs to go. But I still see people wearing. So I don't know. I'm, I'm with Gen Z, I think, on this. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. You're, you're totally young and hip, Matt. I'm very cool. Everybody mm. just remember that. <laughs> okay, well, let's um, see what you loved or hated. Okay, week, well, <laughs> what I love this week is Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
this, all your credibility just evaporated. This is, this is the most on-brand thing that could ever have possibly happened. Like, yes, for your true brand, not this weird one you tried well, to Well, it's, it's very Hubie cool. Halloween, very Eurovision. <laughs> I feel like it fits in that mode of yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, this is Kristen Wiig's sort of movie. I think it's a couple of weeks old. It's by her and Annie Mumolo, who I guess wrote Bridesmaids together. And they are playing these sort of like middle-aged women from Nebraska who decide that they are going to like go on an adventure when they get fired from their job working at a department store and go to Florida. So they go to this fake town in Florida, but little do they know that an evil mastermind also played by Kristen Wiig is trying to destroy the town because she was humiliated as a child in some kind of talent competition. And she's doing that by sending like poisonous mosquitoes to this town in Florida. And so it's kind of like <laughs> Kristen Wiig falls into this plot. Uh, it's, it's just the stupidest thing ever. There's weird dance numbers. Uh, Jamie Dornan from, Fifty Shades of Grey is in it as Kristen Wiig's like weird dumb love interest. Andy Garcia shows up. Reba McIntyre's there. There's a crab in one scene that's voiced by Morgan Freeman. It's just like the stupidest thing, but I found it so funny and fun and very like lighthearted. It's like 90 minutes. It has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, I will also <laughs> say. So other people liked this movie who are movie critics. So I know okay. that this isn't your vibe, Shelby, but whatever. Like I've seen like trailers since before corn since before COVID. Yes, it's been yeah, trailers have been up forever. I was I always thought it was like based on an SNL skit or something, but it's just like a I weird think original so. idea. Yeah, I think that I think that the two of them sort of had these characters for a while, but I don't believe they're SNL characters, or at least I don't remember them and I haven't seen anything about them. So I think that they just came up with this idea and yeah, got it. Wow. Good for them. (laughs) It's entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I feel like especially there's so many like Oscar Beatty kind of movies right now that are out Mm, that are all mm -hmm, kind of sad and depressing. mm -hmm. And this is very different from all of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. Anyways, okay. Uh, mm. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about WandaVision. In the meantime, yes. you can send us an email about either Millennial and Gen Z or <laughs> about your uh, high school trips. I guess if we're getting a lot of emails on high school trips, that's probably, is that Gen Z? Or is that, I guess it could be Millennials. It could be yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, it could be either. Uh, we, who knows? <laughs> also, we got another message about merch again. So, Oh, Okay, I will definitely think about picking that up again. (laughs) 